Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life, with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Rollin Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will talk about how the Hollywood sex abuse scandal, Hugh Hefner, abortion, and the increase in STDs are all connected. We'll also give you an update about the pro-choice movement's campaign to defame pregnancy centers. So, Ron, we have quite a bit to uh, to talk about today. There's been uh, been a lot in the news, uh, a lot of tragic things happening in the news. Just just a lot happening in our country. It feels as though divisions are running deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's certainly you know a, a place for commentary that can hopefully you know bring bring folks together. Um, and sort of what we like to do, Rollin, I think our, one of our specialties here uh, at CareCast is try to connect the dots between yeah. seemingly unconnected things and help right. people sort of see the bigger bigger picture. Uh, so I think we're going to try to set out to do a little bit of that uh, this morning here in our in our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So wanted to actually just give a quick update to our listeners and our viewers about um, what we talked about in our last CareCast, which was this Exposed Fake Clinics campaign. That right, it, right. Yeah. That, so that, that essentially, we're here, what are we, November 7th today. So in late October, uh, a group of pro-choice organizations launched this Exposed Fake Clinics campaign. So it was hashtag Exposed Fake Clinics, um, where they set out to do a number of different things to sort of defame and really disrupt the operations of life-affirming pregnancy centers, including care net centers. Yes. Um, and I think as was sort of typical with these sorts of movement, it, movements, it sort of fizzled. Um, but there was certainly some impact, and we don't want to underestimate right. the impact that these campaigns have. So I actually wrote a piece that was, uh, that was published um, uh, at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission website, ERLC.com. Yeah, uh, you should go to check it out. Yeah, ERLC.com. You can read about what we, we said about exposed fake clinics and the title of that was actually fundraising versus fact raising, which I actually stole from you. So yes. thank you for that. I didn't give you You're any welcome. credit in the article, but uh, <laughs> and I expected it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect any at all. I do that often, but yes. um, so yeah. So in short, uh, what's the biggest fallout that we heard about essentially from our centers in the field was that many of them didn't really feel any any impact. Nothing right. really happened. But we certainly heard from many that they were getting, uh, and, and a few in particular, that were getting a lot of fake calls right. to their actual, you know, physical location. So fake clients calling up and trying to, you know, corner them on on one thing or another or faking that they wanted to make an appointment or something along th- those lines and trying to trap somebody into saying something that, you know, was controversial in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Really, And really just to kind of disrupt their operations. Yeah, and it really trying to, you know, block clients from being able to uh, get to the centers or get it through to the centers right. uh, via the phone or other methods. Uh, one of the other things that uh, obviously some of them were doing was posting uh, false and erroneous, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ads mm-hmm. or, or uh, reviews, comment, reviews yeah. or comments on you yeah. know Yelp or, or uh, places, Facebook. Facebook or places like yeah. that. Which you yeah. know, really, from my standpoint, this whole notion that the ends justifies the means is really kind of ridiculous. So here's here's the argument here. So ostensibly these centers are providing fake information and they're not real clinics. In other words, they're being deceptive. That's their narrative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so in order to combat that, we're going to put fake reviews <laughs> <laughs> right. on yeah. Facebook mm-hmm. and Yelp. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're going to be deceptive. Mm-hmm. So the way that we're going to combat deception, deception 
is by being more deception. deception. Right. And their view is that the ends justify the means. In other words, the, we're going to we're doing a good. Right. Right. We're, we're doing a good. Well, yeah. ostensibly, right? If the if the sinners quote were being deceptive, which they're not, mm. don't they think that they're doing a good? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, it, I know. There's, really, there's a logical it, disconnect there. It there's, just makes you go. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes no sense, and it really, yep. from my st- standpoint, really exposes uh, mm-hmm. the problem with this whole thing. It really shows you that, mm-hmm. at its core, it really is something that is that's birthed out of a place of not integrity at all. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, as you point out in your article, mm-hmm. that um, if the sinners really were fake, yeah, and they were fake medical cl- sinners, or um, that. You wouldn't have to have a campaign to do that. Right. I think one of your things you said, you, know, you set up in your basement that you were providing medical services and you don't have a medical degree and folks were going down there. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need a social media campaign to shut you down. Just a simple call to the health department or some right. state authority. They'd come and they say, you know what, Vince DeCarroll, you've got a degree in communications. You don't have an OBGYN degree, right. you know, I mean, a, a medical license, degree, yeah, a yeah. license to practice medicine. Right. We're going to shut you down. Yeah. No need for a hashtag anything right, exactly. uh, in, order to make the, in order to make that yeah. happen. So yeah. really, this is really sort of a rhetorical campaign totally and it's propaganda rhetorical propaganda and fundraising as and, we said. and fundraising yeah. you yeah. know for their for uh, their side yeah posing it as fact as fact raising yeah, exactly. and, but also from my standpoint it also shows that we're effective and i think mm-hmm. the other thing that you point out in your article which i think is is excellent mm-hmm. is that it, it it makes the assumption that women are stupid yeah like that a woman comes in to a pregnancy center gets service mm-hmm and then mm-hmm. it's bad service, mm-hmm. but she's not smart enough to figure out that she just got bad service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she goes and posts a good review or tells her friends, because so much of of, uh, of the traffic that we get at the pregnancy centers is referrals from, from right. other clients. And also Absolutely. fills out a survey at the end. Right. And I think something like 97% of the, the, the clients that come through mm-hmm. uh, rate the, the service that they receive as positive. So mm-hmm. I got bad service. I wasn't smart enough to know that I got bad service. I fill out a review saying I got great service, and then I tell other folks to, to go, go get it. Yeah. to go get the same service. <coughs> yep. And, and and again, as yeah. we point out clearly, women are not stupid. They're right. smart. They yeah. know what good service looks like, yeah, and that's the reason why we have so many clients that come to pregnancy centers as a result of yeah. someone else in their community, in their yeah. family, who used the services and found that we were offering offering which we do compassion, hope, and help, mm-hmm. and they came to the centers because they know yeah. that that's a place that they can get that. Absolutely. So, and another silver lining in this whole thing is that. Uh, fortunately, places like Facebook and Google were generally very receptive to taking down yeah. those fake reviews when pregnancy centers or other life-affirming organizations reported these as fake reviews. Uh, Google, et cetera, were, were actually very responsive. And I think this is just this is just classic. So the the exposed fake clinics people one one of their tactics was to publicly post on on websites. Yeah. You should go post fake reviews on these websites. So when you got wow. a fake review, all you had to do was tell Google, look, these people said <laughs> that they're going to go pay, post fake reviews. Yeah. So I'm not just making up that this was a fake review. This actually was a fake review yeah, yeah. because these people told people to go and do that. So it was obviously incredibly easy yeah. to get those reviews taken down because yeah. they told everyone that they were going to be fake. So just, just the, the, the yeah. integrity there. I, yeah. Again, you can disagree with our perspective, mm-hmm. you know, that we believe that life begins at 
at conception is worthy of protection. I, I get that. We can debate that in the public square. Sure. But my view is you should have integrity about what you're doing, and mm -hmm. that's our, our objective. And so yeah. you really shouldn't operate from the perspective that the ends justify the means mm -hmm. in any way. And certainly from the work that we do, it's the means that justify the end. Right, right, right. So we offer, as a means, we offer compassion, hope, and help. Right. And that's why the end, mm -hmm. repeat clients, uh, clients coming in, rather, from, from uh, referrals, uh, referrals yeah. from those kinds of things, people rating that, that the service they received was excellent service, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, and then mm -hmm. also telling other folks mm -hmm. about that, which would be an end, mm -hmm. that happens as a result of the means, the means that we, of which we provide that support yep. and that service, yep. and we do it with, with an integrity there. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. That's how, yeah. that's how, uh, that's how we like to, to do that's things. how we roll. That's how we roll, exactly. Yes, absolutely. So um, let's move on to another topic. Uh, this, this is a big one now. So it's one of those things that everyone has heard uh, a lot about. Um, yeah. And this is the, the, the Hollywood sex abuse scandal, mm -hmm. um, sort of the headliner, unfortunately, for this ter terrible story uh, or series of stories is Harvey Weinstein. He's sort yeah. of become the unfortunate poster child of, I think, what appears to be a systemic abuse of women uh, in, in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, and Harvey Weinstein... Uh, well, it's not entertainment, media, yeah. news, journalism. I mean, you're seeing it in, in a bunch of different settings. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so... But what we really pointed out or, or noticed was that uh, very shortly before the Weinstein story broke out, yeah. Hugh Hefner died. Yes. Um, and as you've, as you've indicated, uh, he was sort of eulogized in the media. Yeah. So a week or two, whatever it was, before Weinstein, Hefner is basically being touted as a trailblazer Sexual and a hero. Trail. Yes, a trailblazer and yeah. a hero. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, really like, I really like the analogy that you draw, which is about this, this notion of, uh, of revolutions and that yeah. with every revolution actually right. come three things. So right. why don't you talk right. about what those three right. things There's are? There's a revolt, uh -huh. there are rebels, and then there are refugees. Yeah. And and you see that, right? There's this revolt, this this sexual revolution that's gonna free us mm -hmm. uh, from, you know, a a puritanical yeah. uh, perspective repressed about sex, repress all, all these things yeah. that uh, yeah. ostensibly you Hefner mm -hmm. uh, and others uh, in, in his worldview were gonna free us from all of right. this. And that's yeah. that's the revolt and he's the rebel. Right, he's the uh, rebel. He's he's the rebel related to this, and you know when I look at you know and like you know the whole of the free love movement, yeah, you know, those were all the rebels saying all, yes, we we agree that, that that is repressive, and we're going to do things differently. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, and, and the thing that people don't connect the dots on, so so now we're celebrating him mm -hmm. uh, and, and saying he's a hero, and then wine the Weinstein uh, story breaks. Mm -hmm. And he basically, frankly, is a disciple of Hefner in terms of the worldview. Mm -hmm. And it was a worldview that basically said that men are playboys, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. the women are play toys. Yeah. Yep. And they're to be objectified. And that's yeah, the, the, way the purpose of women yes. is to give sexual gratification to men. That's to what men. they and exist for. Exactly. And, 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 and Hefner absolutely lived that worldview. Uh, mm -hmm. And 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 uh, communicated that worldview, and was a was a an ambassador mm -hmm. for for that worldview in a, in a big big way. Mm -hmm. And there were lots of folks that followed his lead and certainly adopted that worldview. And, mm -hmm. and certainly, uh, from what's been reported or allegedly reported in terms of uh, the the Weinstein situation, was mm -hmm. that you know obviously you know he and others you mm -hmm. know we, we've been disciples mm -hmm. of of that particular worldview. And now there's all the hand wringing and all the mm -hmm. oh my gosh how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And so often in our culture, we focus on what and we don't focus on why. Mm -hmm. we, we really Very don't. Much. We don't connect the dots mm -hmm. to that. And that's how we can celebrate on one end someone who is really sort of a promoter of this perspective. And then on the other end, mm -hmm. when you see the results of this, yeah. we, we, we don't connect, we don't connect the, the dots. Yeah. No, it, it's very, it's very unfortunate. And, uh, 
So, yeah, so there's all these, you know, to just to kind of tie up your analogy there in terms of the refugees. I mean, there's all these women yeah. uh, in, in Hollywood and other places that are these are the refugees of yes. the sexual revolution yes. who are being abused by men like Harvey Weinstein. Um, and, you know, and there's a connection here. We actually blogged about this a year or so ago, actually, that there's been this kind of longstanding and sort of horrible uh, tradition in Hollywood where powerful men essentially yeah. use abortion as a as a tool, as a manipulative tool to basically be able to sexually abuse uh, women and then have this out in right. abortion, basically forcing women to get abortions to sort of, you know, clean up the problem. Yeah. So they can, they can, you know, in the, the, these men's views, they can sort of, they can abuse with impunity because yeah. we could just make the problem disappear. Well, they can. And, and there's a broader narrative too, which, which you've also seen, which is folks who, pro, who provide financial support or come out as quote pro-choice. Mm -hmm. And then a story will come <clears throat> out where they're involved in some type of scandal that would be mm -hmm. all the things that you would expect you know uh, mm -hmm. folks who subscribe to that worldview to be against and the story doesn't come out i mean it, it, yeah. and then you obviously see that with weinstein in terms of mm -hmm. you know his support for the kinds of causes mm -hmm. and that and that perspective and uh people sat on the story for about sat, 15 years it, it was ostensibly supposed to be an open secret so to speak and yeah. people knew about it but why you know that he was a guy that had a different worldview mm -hmm. uh you know that folks wouldn't have sat on that story and it would have been out there in the public square. So yeah. and it, and it, it seems as though when folks can't make the charge of hypocrite, right. they suddenly have nothing to say. So yeah. if you can't call somebody a hypocrite for engaging in these types of behaviors right. that Harvey Weinstein was engaged in, it's as if we, we don't know what to say. Exactly. Because again, Hugh Hefner created this culture where we are pretty confused about, about how we're supposed to think about these sorts of things. So we couldn't call Weinstein a hypocrite because he, you know, donated to Planned Parenthood and all these other things. He's a, a champion of women's rights, right? Exactly. So when he's abusing women, it's like, mm, what, well, how what do, do we, we, how do we, how do we respond to that? How do we respond? It's almost to as that? if they're, you know, buying insurance. Yep. They make these enormous contributions and make all these huge, grand yeah. public statements about their support for quote women's rights and abortion rights and all these other things. Yeah. And it's as if they're buying insurance yeah. so that when they engage in these sorts of behaviors, yeah. either it won't come out or it'll get delayed or the fallout won't be as severe when yeah. it does come out. Yeah. It's really a, a sick sort of economics or, or, or that's yeah. happening there. And it's an unfortunate pattern that we, we've seen in other in, in other situations as well, where people have not been as vocal just based on mm -hmm. a, a world view. And mm -hmm. I think that there's, you know, I think that there really has to be a situation mm -hmm. where um, that that doesn't give you, you know, that doesn't give you insurance. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of a thing. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and I think we've talked about before mm -hmm. how abortion can be kind of viewed in our culture as sort of a sacrament. Mm -hmm. You know, that it that it is... To be protected at all to, costs. At all costs, even if that, even if that means uh, that we have to look the other way on certain things that are going on, even if that means that we have to look the other way when there are abuses, women are being forced to have abortions, mm -hmm. young girls, you know, raped and then brought to, you know, a abortion clinic, mm -hmm. you know, forced to have an abortion rather than exposing that. I mean, the mm -hmm. things that you've seen in the media from time to time. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting story, you know, yes. the revolt, uh, the rebels, and then the refugees from that. And it's yeah. not just women, it's also it's also men as well that are, that are part of this mm -hmm. and a whole generation of young people mm -hmm. Um, being a part of that. I mean, I grew up in that environment as well and some of the mistakes that I made, uh, you know, sort of adopting in that worldview at, at different points in my life. So, it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it really is uh, a worldview that's had an enormous impact and, and affected many. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my hope is um, that we, again, with this issue, we won't just focus on the, on, on the what, but mm -hmm. we'll focus on the why and we'll address the why and, and, and certainly from a Christian perspective, mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, the objective here really is to kind of restore Absolutely. God's design for yeah. for marriage, for fatherhood, mm-hmm. for motherhood, and for sex, and, mm-hmm. and the role for those things, mm-hmm. and, the, and the place for those things to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's what we talk about every day at, at Karen Inn, what we certainly encourage yeah. the sinners to be communicating as well in the public yeah. square. Absolutely. And, and I, I suppose the uh, counterintuitive piece of, of all that is that that restoration of those things is actually what produces freedom. Yes, it does. So, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing that we're going to talk about today is actually very deeply connected to what we just talked about. Absolutely. <laughs> so you talked about refugees and the fallout from the, from the sexual revolution. Well, the, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, just released its uh, annual uh, STD, Sexually Transmitted Disease Surveillance Report. And what they found is that STDs are continuing to increase at almost mind-bogglingly rapid rates. Mm -hmm. For example, syphilis, year over year from 2015 to 2016, is actually up 36% among women in one year. Uh, Syphilis is also up 15% among men in that same time period, 2015 Mm. to 2016. Gonorrhea is up enormously, 22% up among men in just one year. And the list goes on and on. So STDs across the board, I mean, this is an epidemic. Yeah. Um, and the CDC in their, you know, releases and, and information about this are essentially calling for we need to do something about this in terms of prevention. Yeah. Um, so, again, this is this is a, a, another part of, you know, the the refugee camp, so to speak, of the sexual revolution is filled with uh, people who are now literally sick, physically ill yeah. from these diseases. Yeah. And I think we have another are, are there. It's really the result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you, yeah. you've got you've got the revolution, you've got the rebels, you've got the refugees. And now you have the result of that. And mm-hmm. it's and this data uh, that really has come out from the CDC is is really yeah. um, articulating, you know, one of the one of the issues, one of the results of this in terms mm-hmm. of that. And, mm-hmm. and it's always interesting to me because, you know, whenever the argument always is, well, we just need more information. If there was just more information, right? right. If we just had more information, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it really is not. Uh, it, it's really not that. Mm-hmm. I think it was a saying that it was my Angelou's to have, which was that if you know better, you'll do better, mm-hmm. right? Right, right? And 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 certainly that's that's an important statement at some level. That's true, but yeah. it's. If you know better, you'll do better, but only if you choose better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So knowledge in and of itself does not yeah. create right actions, mm-hmm. right? Right, it, absolutely. It, it's doing, and really, that's really the difference between the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Absolutely. So there are a lot of folks who are knowledgeable about mm-hmm. how you get STDs, mm-hmm. right? So knowledge is just the act of knowing. We have a lot of knowledgeable people mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. but wisdom is mm-hmm. knowing what is right and doing it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 can acting be acting on that intelligence, acting on that intelligence. <laughs> Yes. And so it's really that we need more knowledge. What we do is we need it. We need more wisdom, right? And that really, from a biblical narrative, says mm-hmm. what well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's the beginning of understanding. So mm-hmm. it really is this whole notion we've we've delinked God's design for sex and, and, and where that's supposed to happen in the context, which was which was a protection for us, right? Right. right? Mm-hmm. Which gives us the true freedom within mm-hmm. that context, mm-hmm. you know, sexually. It was a protection for us. We've delinked that, and now we just focus on well, we can just give people more knowledge. Mm-hmm. No, no. What people need is more wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to have wisdom is if you link knowledge with right action. Mm-hmm. So it's knowing what is right and then doing that. And that's mm-hmm. what really needs to be brought to bear here as yeah. we talk about this issue in our lives and the lives of, of folks that, that we reach, yeah. uh, that there's a focus on wisdom 
mm-hmm. and and really that really only comes from you know a relationship with God because He's the keeper of all wisdom, the giver of all wisdom, and the arbiter of all wisdom. Yeah, no, that's and I think that's a, that's a great place to uh, to end it on that on that hope. That's a wise no, place for us. That to is end. a wise. <laughs> I use some discernment there. Yes. I acted on that intelligence and that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is a great place to to end it because that's. Uh, you know, that's ultimately where transformation takes place, right? Absolutely. Um, that's is, what we're about here. Absolutely. We are about transformation. We want people to be transformed. We want you to be transformed. Yes. Um, so hopefully you'll get some some knowledge, a little bit of information from, from our podcast, and uh, then act upon that accordingly. Wisely. Uh, and wisely in a, in a positive way. So that's actually going to wrap it up for us here for our podcast. We hope, and scene. And and scene. Yeah, we hope the folks on, on Facebook, our, our Facebook audience, enjoyed listening in today. Uh, the official, you know, audio version of, of all this, uh, where you actually don't have to look at us, which I'm sure is probably a treat for most of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have great faces for radio or podcasts, for that yeah, matter. So um, maybe that's the wise choice that you'll make, which is to actually listen to the full podcast and subscribe to CareCast. Um, go to iTunes, your iTunes uh, store. I guess you go to the store and, and subscribe yeah. to, to podcasts. Yeah, I have an iPhone, yet I don't actually know how to talk about it. So that's what happens. But we're delighted to have been able to share this with you today. Uh, thank you so much for listening in, and I'm going to let Rollin close it out. Yes. May the Lord bless you daily as you serve him faithfully in all you do. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.